Chapter Twenty Six of Mountain Adventures in the Various Countries of the World. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Mountain Adventures in the Various Countries of the World by John Timms. Chapter Twenty Six: The Silla of Caracas, A. de Humboldt i remained two months at caracas where monsieur bonpland and i lived in a large house in the most elevated part of the town from a gallery we could survey at once the summit of the silla the serrated edge of the galipano and the charming valley of the guayara the rich culture of which was pleasingly contrasted with the gloomy curtain of the surrounding mountains it was in the dry season and to improve the pasturage the savannas and the turf covering the steepest rocks were set on fire these vast conflagrations viewed from a distance produce the most singular effects of light wherever the savannas following the undulating slope of the rocks have filled up the furrows hollowed out by the water the flame appears on a dark night like currents of lava suspended over the valley the vivid but steady light assumes a reddish tint when the wind descending from the silla accumulates streams of vapour in the low regions at other times and this effect is still more curious these luminous bands enveloped in thick clouds appear only at intervals when it is clear and as the clouds ascend their edges reflect a splendid light these various phenomena so common in the tropics acquire additional interest from the form of the mountains the direction of the slopes and the height of the savannas covered with alpine grasses during the day the wind of patare blowing from the east drives the smoke towards the town and diminishes the transparency of the air in a country abounding in such magnificent scenery and at a period when notwithstanding some symptoms of popular commotion most of the inhabitants seem only to direct their attention to physical objects such as the fertility of the year the long drought or the conflicting winds of patare and katia i expected to find many individuals well acquainted with the lofty surrounding mountains but i was disappointed and we could not find in caracas a single individual who had visited the summit of the silla hunters do not ascend so high on the ridges of mountains and in these countries journeys are not undertaken for such purposes as gathering alpine plants carrying a barometer to an elevated point or examining the nature of rocks accustomed to a uniform and domestic life the people dread fatigue and sudden changes of climate they seem to live not only to enjoy life but only to prolong it our walks led us often in the direction of two coffee plantations the proprietors of which don andres de ibarra and monsieur blandin were men of agreeable manners these plantations were situated opposite the silla de caracas surveying by a telescope the steep declivity of the mountain and the form of the two peaks by which it is terminated we could form an idea of the difficulties we should have to encounter on reaching its summit angles of elevation taken with the sextant at our house had led me to believe that the summit was not so high above sea level as the great square of quito this estimate was far from corresponding with the notions entertained by the inhabitants of the city mountains which command great towns 
have acquired from that very circumstance an extraordinary celebrity in both continents long before they have been accurately measured a conventional height is assigned to them and to entertain the least doubt respecting that height is to wound national prejudice the captain-general senor de guevara directed the teniente of chacao to furnish us with guides to conduct us on our ascent of the silla these guides were negroes and they knew something of the path leading over the ridge of the mountain near the western peak of the silla this path is frequented by smugglers but neither the guides nor the most experienced of the militia accustomed to pursue the smugglers in these wild spots had been on the eastern peak forming the most elevated summit of the silla during the whole month of december the mountain of which the angles of elevation made me acquainted with the effects of the terrestrial refraction had appeared only five times free of clouds in this season of the year two serene days seldom succeed each other and we were therefore advised not to choose a clear day for our excursion but rather a time when the clouds not being elevated we might hope after having crossed the first layer of vapours uniformly spread to enter into dry and transparent air we passed the night on the second of january in the estancia de gallegos a plantation of coffee trees near which the little river of chacaito flowing in a luxuriantly shaded ravine forms some fine cascades in descending the mountains the night was pretty clear and though on the day preceding a fatiguing journey it might have been well to have enjoyed some repose Monsieur bonpland and i passed the whole night in watching three occultations of the satellites of jupiter i had previously determined the instant of the observations but we missed them all owing to some error of calculation in the connaissance des temps the apparent time had been mistaken for mean time i was much disappointed by this accident and after having observed at the foot of the mountains the intensity of the magnetic forces before sunrise we set out at five in the morning accompanied by slaves carrying our instruments our party consisted of eighteen persons and we all walked one behind another in a narrow path traced on a steep declivity covered with turf we endeavoured first to reach a hill which towards the southeast seems to form a promontory of the silla it is connected with the body of the mountain by a narrow dike called by the shepherds the gate or puerta de la silla we reached this dike about seven the morning was fine and cool and the sky then seemed to favor our excursion i saw that the temperature kept a little below fifty seven degrees the barometer showed that we were already six hundred eighty five fathoms above the level of the sea that is nearly eighty fathoms higher than at the venta where we enjoyed so magnificent a view of the coast our guides thought that it would require six hours more to reach the summit of the silla we crossed a narrow dike of rocks covered with turf which led us from the promontory of the puerta to the ridge of the great mountain here the eye looks down on two valleys or rather narrow defiles filled with thick vegetation on the right is perceived the ravine which descends between the two peaks to the farm of munoz on the left we saw the defile of chacaito with its waters flowing out near the farm of gallegos the roaring of the cascades is heard while the water is unseen 
being concealed by thick groves of erythrina clusia and the indian fig tree nothing can be more picturesque in a climate where so many plants have broad large shining and coriaceous leaves than the aspect of trees when the spectator looks down from a great height above them and when they are illumined by the almost perpendicular rays of the sun from the puerta de la silla the steepness of the ascent increases and we were obliged to incline our bodies considerably forward as we advanced the slope is often from thirty to thirty-two degrees we felt the want of cramp irons or sticks shod with iron short grass covered the rocks of gneiss and it was equally impossible to hold by the grass or to form steps as we might have done in softer ground this ascent which was attended with more fatigue than danger discouraged those who accompanied us from the town and who were more unaccustomed to climb mountains we lost a great deal of time in waiting for them and we did not resolve to proceed alone till we saw them descending the mountain instead of climbing up it the weather was becoming cloudy the mist already issued in the form of smoke and in slender and perpendicular streaks from a small luminous wood which bordered the region of alpine savannas it seemed as if a fire had burst forth at once on several points of the forest these streaks of vapour gradually accumulated together and rising above the ground were carried along by the morning breeze and glided like a light cloud over the rounded summit of the mountain Monsieur bonpland and i foresaw from these infallible signs that we should soon be covered by a thick fog and lest our guides should take advantage of this circumstance we obliged those who carried the most necessary instruments to precede us we continued climbing the slopes which led towards the ravine of chacaito the eastern peak is the most elevated of the two which form the summit of the mountain and to this we directed our course with our instruments the hollow between the two peaks has suggested the spanish name of silla saddle which is given to the whole mountain we were sometimes so enveloped in mist that we could with difficulty find our way at this height there is no path and we were obliged to climb with our hands when our feet failed us on the steep and slippery declivity after proceeding for the space of four hours across the savannas we entered a little wood composed of shrubs and small trees called el pejual we spent a long time in examining the fine resinous and fragrant plants of the pejual quitting the little thicket of alpine plants we found ourselves again in a savanna we climbed over a part of the western dome in order to descend into the hollow of the silla a valley which separates the two summits of the mountain we there had great difficulties to overcome occasionally by the force of the vegetation wandering in this thick wood of musaci or arborescent plants we constantly directed our course towards the eastern peak which we perceived from time to time through an opening on a sudden we found ourselves again enveloped in a dense mist the compass alone could guide us but in advancing northward we were in danger at every step of finding ourselves on the brink of that enormous wall of rocks which descends almost perpendicularly to the depth of six thousand feet towards the sea we were obliged to halt surrounded by clouds sweeping the ground we began to doubt whether we should reach the eastern peak before night happily the negroes who carried our water and provisions soon reached us 
and we resolved to take some refreshment we were three-quarters of an hour in reaching the summit of the pyramid having arrived there we enjoyed for a few minutes only the serenity of the sky we were at thirteen hundred and fifty fathoms of elevation we gazed on an extent of sea the radius of which was thirty-six leagues it was half-past four when we finished our observations satisfied with the success of our journey we forgot that there might be danger in descending in the dark steep declivities covered by a smooth and slippery turf the mist concealed the valley from us but we distinguished the double hill of la puerta which like all objects lying almost perpendicularly beneath our eye appeared extremely near we relinquished our design of passing the night between the two summits of the silla and having again found the path we had cut through the thick wood of the heliconia we soon arrived at pejual the region of odoriferous and resinous plants as there is scarcely any twilight in the tropics we pass suddenly from bright daylight to darkness the moon was on the horizon but her disk was veiled from time to time by thick clouds drifted by a cold and rough wind rapid slopes covered with yellow and dry grass now seen in shade and now suddenly illumined seemed like precipices the depth of which the eye sought in vain to measure we proceeded onwards in single file and endeavoured to support ourselves by our hands lest we should roll down the guides who carried our instruments abandoned us successively to sleep on the mountain among those who remained with us was a congo black who evinced great address bearing on his head a large dipping needle he held it constantly steady notwithstanding the extreme declivity of the rocks the fog had dispersed by degrees in the bottom of the valley and the scattered lights we perceived below us caused a double illusion the steeps appeared still more dangerous than they really were and during six hours of continued descent we seemed to be always equally near the farms at the foot of the silla we heard very distinctly the voices of men and the notes of guitars sound is generally so well propagated upwards that in a balloon at the elevation of eighteen thousand feet the barking of dogs is sometimes heard we did not arrive till ten at night at the bottom of the valley a de humboldt voyages au regions equinoxiales du nouveau continent End of chapter twenty six